bodies, accounts of mercy shown to French soldiers and enemy Indians alike. But which stories were true? Amélie did not wish to find out. Why did you not stay at the convent? Her father's brow folded into a frown. At least there you would be safe. She smoothed a stray curl on his gray wig. I came because you needed me, papa. She journeyed all the way from Trois-Rivières in April to care for him when he'd fallen ill with fever. He was her only true family. Though she had cousins and aunts amongst the Abenaki, she barely knew them. Her mother had died in childbed when Amélie was not yet two, and her father had parted ways with his wife's kin, preferring to shelter his only child amongst the Ursulines than in the wild. And although Amélie was grateful for the care she'd received at the Abbey, She had long chafed at the strict rules and rigid routine that shaped convent life, longing to see the world beyond the abbey's stifling walls. Beware of seeking adventure, the mere superior had warned her when Amélie had announced she was leaving. You might not be prepared when it finds you. Amélie had no idea what the mere superior had meant, until yesterday when hundreds upon hundreds of British boats had landed to the south on the shores of Lac du Saint-Sacrement, what the British called Lake George, disgorging thousands of soldiers dressed in blood red. Now battle was imminent, and only God knew what this day would bring. Yet despite the peril, she did not regret her decision to come to the frontier. She'd never spent more than a few weeks at a time with her father, and the months she'd lived by his side were amongst the happiest and most exciting she could remember. She'd found joy in nursing him back to health, cooking and cleaning for him, mending his uniform, heating his bath and filling his pipe, as any devoted daughter would do. But there was more. They'd laugh together, read Voltaire and Rousseau, discuss the latest ideas of the day, notions about society and liberty she'd not encountered at the Abbey. Her father had let her speak her mind, even encouraged her to do so, never chastising her for asking questions, as the Mère Supérieure had so often done. She'd come to know him as a father, to admire him as a man, to respect him as an officer. She'd come to love him. She could not bear to lose him. She pressed her palm to his cheek. If the strength of our army should fail, it will not be long before the British reach Trois-Rivières and Montreal. Then Abbey Walls will make little difference. I would not trade these months with you for something so small as safety. His gaze softened. Ah, my sweet Amélie, I do need you. You have brought such sunshine into my life. If I had but considered it, I would have taken you from the Abbey long ago. But if the breastworks cannot withstand Abercrombie's artillery... His voice trailed off. Then he smiled and drew her close, surrounding her with his reassuring strength and his familiar scent, pipe smoke, starched linen, and brisk cologne. It is in God's hands, ma petite caille, my little quail. And so Amélie went to await the outcome of the battle in the chapel, swallowing her tears and forcing herself to smile when her father took his leave of her to return to his duties at the breastworks. Be safe, papa, she whispered as he walked away, so smart in his gray uniform.
She knelt down with her rosary beside Père Francois and had just begun to pray when the battle exploded. Like thunder it seemed to shake the very ground, the din of cannon, musket fire, and men's shouts almost deafening. She'd never been near a battlefield before, and her hands trembled as she worked her way through each bead, fighting to remember the words, her thoughts on Papa, and what might happen to all of them should the fort fall. The soldiers would be imprisoned, her father and the other officers would be interrogated and traded for British captives, and the women. In the rush of victory, even disciplined soldiers are wont to rape and pillage. Not so pair. Our Father, who art in heaven. She hadn't been kneeling long when Père Francois was summoned to the hospital to comfort the wounded and anoint the dying. Impatient to help.